Hello, 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 and welcome once again to Play Your Pods Right. It's nice to see you, to see you nice, and I'm joined once again by my good buddy, my good friend, my good brother, it's Simon Gilroy. Simon, how are you? I'm all right, Steve. Yourself? Yeah, keeping on, mate. I'm fighting an urge to sneeze at the moment. Just been tickling away at me. So today, we are going all the way in our way back machine to the joyous, the survey says, Family Fortunes. What are your thoughts on Family Fortunes, mate? I'll be honest, I will put it out there. It's never been one of my favourites. That's fair enough. It's, it's something that's never grabbed me, I'll be honest. That's fair. I mean, I mean a bit of an opposite to track here because it was actually always one of my kind of favourites, to be honest. I think it was more to really? laugh at, Yeah, I think it was more to laugh at people's stupidity more than anything. But we'll get into that as, as we get <laughs> right. Oh, will we? <laughs> so, so when I say we're going in the way back machine, I am talking original air date in the UK. The 6th of January, 1980. Damn. Uh, but it goes back even further than that, as it was devised by a gentleman called Mark Goodson, circa 1975, first airing in the US in 1976. That's old. Yeah, so it's still not the oldest show we've covered. That's, that all, that oh, award, absolutely not. That award still goes to concentration, but we're, but we're getting there. As we run through the, uh, the, the hosts, so it's undergone a lot of different, I won't say versions, iterations maybe yeah look overhauls of looks things like that down the years so we start in 1983 to 1983 with bob monkhouse the legend the legend himself yep and 83 to 85 max bygreaves took over really i didn't actually know that yeah and then our good friend and i think the man who's probably the most associated with family fortunes les dennis takes over in 19 I was going to say future star of Coronation Street. Is he? Yeah, he used to be in Coronation Street. Really? I didn't know that. He ended up going out with Gail Platt. Oh, my giddy hand. And he had a son that, I don't know, I don't watch soaps, but I remember him being in it. Wow. Um, so, yeah, Les Dennis took it from 87 to 2001. It moved into a daytime slot with Andy Collins in 2002. And so... In between times, there was the offshoot of All Star Family Fortunes with Vernon Kay. From Bolton. Yeah, that's the guy. I've ne- I'll be honest, I've never been a fan of that one. As I, no, no, I don't I, like that one. I don't like Vernon Kay, and I hate, I don't hate celebrity specials. I hate celebrities pandering too much, and I especially don't care about their family. Especially when it's celebrities, I don't know who they are as well. Yeah, they're, they're Which... quote unquote celebrities, the inverted comma celebrities. I mean, it's probably a, a game that a quiz show that we will cover eventually at some point. Pointless, but the mm. fact that they they call it pointless celebrities, yeah, is the most ironic <laughs> name of a show I've ever heard in my entire life. The personal assistant to the person who sticks his hand up Kermit the Frog, yeah, you know, it's like how are you famous? Uh, how? Yeah. I- ironic but accurate, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, but Family Fortunes is due to come back on the air this year to be hosted by Gino DeCampo. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, mamma mia. I thought I'd get that reaction from you. Some people are just good at things, and then you've got Gino. <laughs> Considering he's, his grasp of the English language... Oh, no, 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 no. He knows this is all a character. This is my issue I have with him. He right. knows to speak perfect English. This is all a gimmick. It's all a character. Ah. 
because I'm just using like my only real exposure to Gino was Ready Steady Cook. Yeah. And uh, that series is just done with Ramsey. Oh, Road Trip with uh, Fred Syriac. Yeah. Or Syriacs, whatever he's called. Yeah, I've seen a few of those. And yeah. I watched no Gino. Buttons. Yeah, I mean, I, I've watched Gino. I used to be a big fan of Celebrity Juice back in the day. Not so much now. I think it's got a lot tamer, which it had to, to be fair. Yeah. But yeah, he was funny on that. But for me, it's all it's all a gimmick. It really is. Yeah, probably is. So for anyone who's never seen Family Fortunes, your basic format is members of the family take it in turns to find answers to a statement or open-ended question based on a survey of 100 people. At the start of each round, one member will be asked the question for control of the board based on who gets the highest ranking answer. From there, controlling families have to fill in the board and have three lives for wrong answers. If this occurs, the opposite family have the chance to steal. Once families pass £300 or best of five, they go on to play big money. Two family members take on five questions independently. Player one has 15 seconds. Player two has 20 seconds in case of any repeated answers. Go 200 points and you win the cash prize. From 94, a bonus star prize is awarded for getting all the top answers. It sounds complicated, but when you watch it, it really isn't. No, it's not. I, it's basically, I mean, I've got it in kind of around here somewhere, but it's like, it's basically a test of, not so much a test of knowledge, it's more a test of, how you think other common sense think. yeah common sense logic and how you think other people think yeah i mean yeah i'd go with that i mean i think the family fortunes and the american version family feud i think their blooper reels ex- will exist forever as a kind of testament to human stupidity yeah yeah i'll go with that yeah so i mean looking at some facts here at its height in 1998 it was pulling in around 8 million viewers a week that's not shabby. That's not shabby, yeah, to be that's, fair. That's decent. I mean, it was part of that, you know, that Saturday night lineup, wasn't it? When Saturday night prime time meant something, not just yeah. X Factor or yeah. Skater on Ice or Strictly Come Dancing, when there was actually quiz shows. Mm, you'd have a really good run. You'd have like, you know, like I, I think I think it was basically Baywatch. Was, it started with Baywatch at like five o'clock and then it would go into like, you bet, Gladiators, Family Fortunes, Blind Date. Like, Blind Date was when it was time to turn off the TV for me, personally. And, and then 9 o'clock was the uh, the film. You always yeah. had a film at 9 o'clock, yeah. 10 o'clock news, and then the rest of the film. Yeah, that was your ITV Saturday night lineup. Yeah. The, so the, the computer, the screen, the board, whatever you want to call it, Bob Monkhouse originally named it Mr. Babbage after Charles Babbage, the British inventor who came up with the concept of the programmable computer. Obviously. Um, of course, yeah. Uh, producer William G. Stewart, who's now best known uh, as the host of 15 to 1, uh, wasn't happy that only, that only quote-unquote, only 10,000 families applied for the original series. Only. Only. Like, so only. It's an unknown thing. So the American version of the show, as, as I said, was entitled Family Feud, but Bob Monkhouse didn't want the British version to be called that as he thought it sounded too aggressive. To be fair, he's got a point. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So it's it's interesting that Monkhouse had a hand in that. You know, you'd think that he wouldn't really have a say. It's it's a different era, Steve. It's mm. it's not now. There wasn't that many hosts back then. At yeah. least that's my understanding of it. Yeah. So I mean, back I, then, yeah, it's not like you could this actor won't do this role. Oh, we'll get someone else in then. Mm. It was a case of we desperately want him to do this. Yeah, can you do it like this? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think even back then, Monkhouse was quite well respected as well. Oh, absolutely. 
So yeah, I, I'd say him and him and probably Boosie were the two were the two main um, get quiz show hosts. Yeah, uh, entertainment hosts. Like, like entertainment. Yeah, the uh, Godfathers. Yeah. Our good friend Les Dennis has said that people used to heckle him in the street with the infamous eh, eh, sound. Still to this day. That is one of my life goals. <laughs> it is one of my life goals. Not just to heckle Les Dennis, but to beat his brains in. <laughs> a little hard. I'm not a Les Dennis fan at all. Oh. I don't see... I, I think he's one of the most untalented people I've ever seen on TV. Fair and point. that's not being harsh. I just do not like Les Dennis. Never have done. Fair enough. That's fair enough. I've never had a, I've never had a, that much of an issue with him, to be honest. But hey ho, so only twenty eight Monkhouse episodes remain. The rest were wiped in the archives by accident, apparently. So, as long as they didn't tape over them with loose women, then that's not a problem. <laughs> apparently, he has a. Apparently, they found like after his death, they found a stash of of like the original recordings, so he still has them. But, that would make sense, but they've not been converted, and I think they're in, no. a state, and I think they're in a state where they can't be, or something like right. that. Right. I thought they might be like in a museum or something, like the national yeah. TV. I don't know if it is. There is a national TV museum, but yes, there is. Yeah, there is. So these are—they're not so much factoids. I've put them in a category kind of called blooper reel, but these are two of the best ones that I found. As, as I say, like the, the blooper reels, the family fortunes, and family, yeah, you know, the American alternative kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. lifetime. Uh, yeah. so Les's catchphrase of "If it's up there, I'll give you the money myself" backfired on at least two two memorable occasions. One question was, "Name a way of toasting someone." Uh, the toasting con- someone. Yeah. So with champagne or you know. Oh, like, I, th- I, think I just think I went very dark in my head for a second there. <laughs> well, the contestant buzzed in with the answer over a fire. Well, yeah, that's that's what to be honest, that's what cost my. I mind. Yeah, I mean, it would to me. Uh, cue huge laughs from the audience and Les making his promise, only to find that it was the sixth most popular answer and 12 people had said it. Oh, that's so only 12 quid. Once Les had shouted, oh no, he looked at the board, shook hands with the contestant and laughed his way through the words, I owe you 12 pounds. The one in question appeared in the audience of the retrospective family misfortunes, which was kind of like on Les's career, well, Les asked her to confirm that he wrote her a check for £12 after the recording. She confirmed that Les had indeed done this, but the check bounced. See, this is what I'm saying. He's a dodgy bugger. <laughs> In response, though, Les gave her a second framed check. Framed? Yeah, framed. So she still can't cash it in. Because she's still 12 <laughs> quid down. The second occasion... And he probably paid more for the frame. <laughs> probably. The second occasion involved a contestant who faced the question, name something that a dog can do that you wish you could. And she came out oh. and she came out with we in the street. Les once again said the line, if it's up there, I'll give you the money myself, only to find that it was the fourth most popular answer. On this occasion, Les claimed that he would that he was like the Queen and he never carried money, so he'd pay up after the show. Talk about an ego. <laughs> so going way back to the Max Bygreaves years. Uh, so this, I think, is one of the most famous ones. Uh, a gentleman called Bob Johnson, who sadly passed away in 1999, managed to answer turkey for the first three answers in the end game, running out of time before he could answer the last two. Eyebrows were raised uh, when he answered turkey to the question, name something people take with them to the beach. You, then he said, you don't take a turkey? Then the, he said the same thing for the first thing you buy in a supermarket. And then the third, a food often stuffed. Thinking of a famous snooker player, he repeated the answer already given Higgins and eventually ran out of time, scoring a grand total of 21 for his effort, all of which came correctly from answering question three, something that's stuffed. 
<laughs> so the story given by his family in a documentary our survey said goes that he overheard chicken whilst he was off in the side room so he overheard chicken as the answer to to one of the questions but and he couldn't get that out of his head and turkey was his kind of go-to for an alternative answer but he couldn't figure out where it was supposed to go which question it was supposed to go with mrs johnson uh, the wife went up to Max Bygraves after the recording and asked him how much he'd take not to broadcast the show due to embarrassment. <laughs> Bygraves consulted with William G. Stewart, the producer, who asked uh, how much she had in mind. She said £100. Stewart then had to explain that a single episode cost thirty-eight grand to produce, so she chose not to pursue the matter further. Now, you see, if Les Dennis had cashed the trek in for £12, <laughs> that could have gone towards that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... If, if any, I mean, it's pro- I'll probably post it as the week goes on through the social media channels. But yeah, that that clip of the gent saying turkey three times over, I think, is absolutely hilarious. Because yeah, the look in his face as well, it just he just says it, and then people kind of like, why is he saying you take a turkey to the beach? Then he says it. Then it happens to be a relatively respectable answer for the first thing you buy in a supermarket. And then he gets to what it's actually supposed to be, and then he can move on. Like his brain just doesn't leave that thought train. It'd have been good if it was the uh, last question. Yeah, wouldn't it just? So the episode we looked at, it, I found it quite difficult to pin down, but I eventually figured it out through a bit of sleuthing. It was from the 30th of November 1996, putting it in series 16. As I said, I mean. I'm not a fan of the theme tune, but Family Fortunes has always been one of my favourites. And the families we've got are the Kemp's and the Greens. The fashions on the Kemp family. Ah, uh, well, first of all, I was disappointed it wasn't Spandau Ballet. Yeah. We're in the, we're in the, I, I saw Kemp's and I thought, oh, you got Martin Kemp and the, the talented one. But the intro, them yellow balls are terrifying. Oh, the faces. They're terrifying. Yeah, they are a bit. It's like, it's like Miss Patman's had a facelift. It was, they were just terrifying. <laughs> it is a bit weird, isn't it? But yeah, I can't begin to describe what that family was wearing. You say Spandau Ballet, maybe they were trying out to be a Spandau Ballet like tribute act. I thought the two brothers, what they're called, uh, I've got them written down here, Jonathan and Jez. Jonathan and Jez, but, yeah. Yeah. I thought they were trying to be members of Bros. <laughs> That's also possible. That is also possible. I mean, if you want to talk about 90s fashion, I know we talk about a lot about 90s fashion in here, yeah. covering what we cover, but damn, that's 90s fashion. Yeah, for sure. So, Jonathan... Saying that, oh, I want the jacket. So we, get, we get, so, we go into it. Jonathan, the head of the camps, he, he, I can only describe it as looking like a curtain, that jacket, with the holes, the, with the holes yeah. like it should be on a curtain rail. It reminded me of a billiards table. Yeah, also accurate. It's like black and red. It, it's got the metal holes in it. I, I don't know. That's it's. I just want to hang him up. Like you know, we're, we're, we're both wrestling fans, Steve, as we've discussed before. It's so I can see Shawn Michaels wearing. Yes, yeah, for sure. I think you sent me a picture of Dustin. Dustin Rhodes in WCW 2000 had this very similar jacket, yes. Yeah, wow. Whereas on the other side of it, you've got Denise from the Greens looking sensible and smart in, in a nice, like, green suit. Yeah, 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 she was nice, yeah. yeah. So, so, she was nice. Yeah, so, for, so the first question statement, top seven answers for a kind of pole, P-O-L-E. What would, what would have been your go-to? Funny enough, it was the answer that was first given. It was the first thing that came to my head. Bowl thing. Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, apart from that, I never, I didn't really think about it too much once. That, once I thought of that one, to be honest, yeah. I was quite shocked I got that. So, <laughs> oh, stripper pole. I was thinking stripper pole as well, but because I'm a filthy human being. And you see, I thought because we were in that era now, especially if we're in like '96, '97, we were in that era now where it was starting to get a bit blue at times. Sex sells. Sex sells. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a bit like sensibilities were changing a bit, and I think. Yeah, yeah. I think they were fishing for someone to give that answer. Oh, yeah. Even well, we do get a bit of sexual talk later on in the show, don't mm. we? Yeah, we do. So, Denise goes with the North Pole for top answer and control the board. And here come the embarrassing stories. So, this is what they always like to do. Now, as I said, I like this show, but I hate game shows with the getting to know you bit. Yes. Yes. Like, I'm never going to meet these people in the street. No. Don't care about their story like no like if they've got something quite remarkable like i'm here for this you know i'm here to win as much money as possible for this charity that's fine like yeah. tell me your story oh, about that, but i don't I, yeah i my arm chopped off and i now it's replaced by a leg you know that's what i'm interested in but yeah i don't want to know where do you go yeah what did you have for tea yeah <laughs> how are you yeah. getting home I certainly don't care about Shelley's story about their training session where they quizzed each other to name an animal beginning with B in which she answered bunny rabbit. But that kind of shows the level that we might be dealing with here. I thought she was cosplaying as Queen Latifah. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. A little bit. I didn't know if she was being serious or not. I just thought she was there like, to get herself further. Even still, she comments with Beanpole, which I'm surprised wasn't there. It's a decent mm. answer. So then we get Maypole for a correct answer. And we get a story from Claudia about her five-year-old's obsession with boobs. On the bus. On the bus. So Public transport. Yeah, yeah and, and this is what I'm saying. Like, it's, They're doing it purely for entertainment purposes, which I get. And like I've said before, a lot of the times when you apply for these shows, they want a weird story from you. They want characters. Yeah, they do. And, and that's fair enough. Uh, but she answers flagpole and wins a holiday to the Bahamas. That was impressive. I, I like yeah. that prize. So, I'd have been happy with that prize. So this is where I kind of got to thinking here. So the star prize is five grand. Okay. Your no, no, the, the main prize is 5,000. The star prize is something else. The star prize, well, the star prize, but they, they claim it's the bonus prize because family four. Yeah, true. true. Yeah, yeah. About the money. The bonus prize is a car, which is worth more than five grand. Okay. And yet she's won a trip to the Bahamas just for saying flagpole. So I'm just saying, do we see the problem with the prize system here? Oh, yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. I was, I was pleasantly surprised with the holiday, especially yeah. to the Bahamas. But it's a bit over the top. Yeah. Like, I mean, we get into it now. We get into it a little something about it later, which kind of made me think a little bit more. Um, but we get to see Margaret's nails. Again, more getting to know you. Apparently, she goes to apparently she goes to the nail salon every couple of weeks to get her nails redone. This time, she's got a checkered pattern going on. Um, she doesn't go often enough. Yeah, she answers telegraph pole. Pat, back to Denise for no answer, and same for Shelley, meaning all lives gone. So we're over. Yeah, to the Kemp's. just like that. We're over to the camps. Going down the line, uh, they give us barber, position, cat, totem, and magnetic. So the guy says magnetic pole, and Les says, "What's that?" I don't know. It just sounded good. And yeah. Yeah. Again, the level that I'm just shaking my head. <laughs> the level that we're dealing with. Uh, they go with Totem and get the win. That's probably the one I would have gone with as well. Uh, but yeah. The missing answer is Barber's Pole. So they were in. They she were, also had. 
Yeah, they were in with a good chance. And they were with 80 quid for that. Yeah, so we're looking at Jez as part of the camps as well for another wonderful jacket that he appears to have robbed from the Cure or Depeche Mode. Oh, I'd Depeche all the way. Yeah. Six answers, a bird referred to in a song. What would have been your go-to? So it's funny enough, yet again, it was the first answer. Blackbird. Yep. Yep, same. And then I had a uh, Partridge. Yeah. They're the two that came to mind. I was shouting Partridge at the TV. And, and again, this goes back to what, what we've said before about, like, I think a, a, an element of a good game show is if, if you at home feel like you could do it and you're shouting at the TV. Yeah. Um, this is the whole point. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, Jez says Blackbird. Les, sing us a bit. Uh, Christ help us. He just says it's an end thing. She were a Blackbird or something like that. Like, just, oh, my life. He, fa- he failed his audition for Bross. Yeah, very much so. But Blackbird's the fifth answer. Shelley says Robin for control. Lorraine says Parrot. Parrot? Yeah. You see, I didn't think that was a bad guess. I can't think of any songs that have parrots in them, mate. I, I was struggling to think of songs with birds in it generally. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she says Parrot, and I'm thinking, oh, God, here we go. Claudia says Yellow Bird for incorrect. Margaret says Sparrow. We get an immediate strike out. We're back over to the camps. Phil with a... Um, Impression, for lack of a better term, of a hummingbird. Oh, all the people saying birds that I've never known to be a song title. No, but I think it was more of a case of just name a bird and hope it's in the title. Yeah, I think so. We get to Jonathan who says thrush. No, no, no. Well, I might have had. Oh, Christ! Stop trying to get yourself over. It's not in that. I think it's sometimes I think it's just they catch themselves saying things out loud that yeah they, they said the loud part quiet and the quiet part loud. It's but the they say nightingale. Thank God to steal. Missing answers: owl for owl and the pussycat. Partridge as in in a pear tree and bluebird. I wouldn't have got bluebird. No, I wouldn't have got bluebird. I don't think. But then we move into round three: soap characters who've kept a pub. And I'm out here. I. Like outside of the Mitchells, I haven't got a clue. Maybe the Duckworths. I don't know. I, I did all, I did all right on this, and that's only because I've seen on TV they're showing all the old Coronation Street and, and things like that, yeah. and they happen to be on when I'm walking around the house. Yeah. But I don't particularly sit down and watch them. No. So no. I I did all right on this. I actually probably got most of them. But Den Watts goes up on the board as well as Jack and Vera, but the uh, the Greens get control and they get the Mitchells. And which again is probably was the extent of my knowledge. Uh, but Les yeah. says exactly what I always thought about them that they just talk so quiet you can't hear the buggers. Yeah. Which also got yeah. me about, which also got me thinking about Beppe DeMarco and Martin Kemp's character. Oh, Beppe was brilliant. They just all whispered. What a goatee. What a goatee. <laughs> they just all whispered to each other. Well, you just got, I know you've just got Ross Kemp going around going, oh, it's rough in here. Yeah. That's all he does now. <laughs> Margaret gets timed out thinking of, Quote, them from the wool pack. She was useless, Margaret. Yeah. She really was. I'm sure plenty of people in Emmerdale in Emmerdale's life cycle have owned the wool pack. Try be you know, narrow it down a bit, love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but we get Bet Gilroy for top answer and a prize of clothes vouchers for two hundred and fifty pounds. Not quite the Bahamas, so, is it? No, but then but they did say she can now buy the Spurs kit. Yeah. Because uh, the family's from Tottenham. Oh yeah. Automatically mean the sport Spurs though, does it? No, true. But maybe back then, when people were actually loyal to the clubs. Yeah. But um, Bet Gilroy was my first answer. Fair enough. This is the one I would have said straight away. So I got the top answer, so I was happy after that. I didn't care. <laughs> We've got Annie and Jack Walker. 
Then Liz McDonald loses a life, and then Claudia times out. So we go, so they're so they're struck out. We go back over to the Greens again. Uh, sorry, the Kemp's again. Me uncle Fred says one of them. Yeah, this this was the same one that quoted another uncle later on in the show as well. Yeah, uh, but Alan Turner gets in the win, and Amos and Mister Wilkes is the missing answer. I couldn't tell you what they were from. Amos and Mister Wilkes are from Emmerdale, okay. and Amos is the one that had the unbelievable sideburns. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mr. Wilkes was his, his partner, but not in that sense. He was just yeah, like a friend, uh, business partner, yeah. So the Kemp's are three games up going into the break, but we've got double money coming up, so a chance for the Greens to get back in it. Something you might find on a wall. What would be what would be your answer straight out the gate? I had a few. Uh, certainly it's not some of the ones that got mentioned later on, but uh, I would have said picture. I would have said ornament. Uh, I would have said mirror. They're the, they're the three obvious ones for me. Yeah, clock clock was the one I went to straight away. Uh, Claudia says picture for top answer and control instant control of the board. Wallpaper, we lose a life. A wallpaper technically it goes on a wall, but technically it's also part of the wall. Yeah, uh, graffiti is a good answer. Fly, I thought was a really good outside the box answer. And I'm glad that actually yeah, got, and that wins him a prize of a washer dryer. Yeah, so not a where, to the Bahamas, but you know. Yeah, again, it's not the Bahamas, but. Here's where I think that the prizes are requested. Mm. Like, because oh. I, I, it's like the, the announcer says, like, oh, you've won this washer dryer. And Les says, oh, that's what you wanted, isn't it? And she goes, yeah. Yeah, but it's a bit of a come down if someone asks for a trip to Bahamas and then someone asks for a £250 clothes voucher. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I couldn't I, find anything about, like, prizes and now there were... I, I think else. it's just a generic, oh, you wanted one of them, didn't you? Like, Oh, you've won a microwave. Oh, you like that, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Secretly, hate it. Yeah. Then we get Mirror, which loses them a life, which surprised me. I thought that was a really good answer. Yeah, I, I, like I said, that's one of the ones I would have gone for. Uh, clock, which is one I, which is one I would have said. And Dado Rail. Apparently, I have one in my house. I have no idea what they are or what they're for. It's basically a skirting board halfway up the wall, which seems yeah. to have no use other than decorative. Uh, I think it helps protect the wall, but I could be wrong. Maybe I'm not a builder. But it's but that was that was Margaret again, though. Yeah, with the data rail. But yeah, either way, the green strike out again. Going down the line, the Kemp's say poster, plug socket, ornament, moss. And Jonathan goes with light switch, but that wasn't even said. And not surprising, it's not there. <sighs> Wish he didn't have his light switch on because he was. Yeah. Uh. I don't think he did half the time, but but that means no. the greens get that means the greens get the point, so they uh, stay in the game. Missing answers were poster and plaster, and Michael was the one that said poster. He so he was like the the kind of father of the Kemp's, and he's been the one the most. Yeah, he work. was good, but he's definitely the most competent by a long stretch. And we get something that uses steam. Margaret buzzes in and says iron straight away, which gets in the top answer and takes control. Uh, engine is correct. That's probably the one I would have gone with. Uh, I would have gone with one later on that got mentioned only because I'm a big MMA guy and I see people cutting weight all the time. So I would have straight yep. away said sauna. Yep. So sauna was one that, and that got them. Kettle loses the life. Now, kettle doesn't use steam. No. It makes steam. It produces steam. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Lorraine has no idea to so lose a life. So the two lives down. Sauna, no pressure on Margaret, but it's like, you need to get this because there was only one. There was only one answer remaining. Yeah, and there's like no pressure, Margaret, but you need to get this to stay in the game. One answer, one life. 
so she says carpet cleaner and a strikeout. Going down the line of the Kemp's, wallpaper stripper, which is which is one I would have said. Me Uncle Tom, pressure cooker. Me Uncle Jack, her oh dear. Yeah. Uh, but they go with pressure cooker and take the win. I was just going to say, as soon as they said pressure cooker, I was like, oh, you genius. Mm. I couldn't think of anything. Yeah. As soon as they said that, I was like, oh, that's it. That's the answer. But it sucks for the Greens because they did all the work. Hey, that's family fortunes for you. It, it is, mate. It is. But if if I'm glad of it for any reason, it's because at least Les didn't spend any excess time with the Kemp's because I think I probably would have blown my brains out. Yeah, they were annoying. Yeah, and that was just in the small windows that we got to see them on, on TV. But Jonathan and Phillips have played big money. I would have taken Michael. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I would have took him. Because of no doubt about it. Answers. So, Jonathan's run. Something in a house that gets finger marks on it. What would you have said? Yeah, again, I would have said mirror, which yeah, is would, what uh, Jonathan answered. I would have said mirror or windows that were the answers given. Something you put on a bed. I would have said duvet. I would have said duvet, I think. I would have said duvet or pillow. Yeah. Jonathan says blanket. Something you put on fish and chips. Yeah, again, I would have said salt. Yeah. Or salt and vinegar. Yeah, I would you have know. said salt or vinegar. Failing that, mushy peas or something, I don't know. Tomato uh, ketchup or something like that, yeah. yeah. There's, there's plenty of options. Yeah, plenty, yeah. Something a child would take to the beach. Now, right, I would have said bucket and spade, but it blew my mind, Jonathan's answer. Yeah, he went to dinghy. That would have been one of the very last answers I would have been searching the back of my brain for. Yeah. I could have thought maybe about 30 other things than a dinghy. <laughs> yeah, I would have gone bucket and spade, beach ball, yeah. football, like... Yeah, now this one he got so lucky. A board game. Oh, no, this was controversial to me. Yeah, yeah, same. I agree. He did not answer. No. He, he didn't answer. He was kind of halfway between saying three different things. He just made a noise and he's like, oh, <laughs> is that what you meant? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, I'll give you it then. Yeah. Um, I mean, my first answer would have been like Ludo or Cluedo, like or Monopoly. Like, uh, well, the first thing I, first thing that came to my head was Scrabble. That was the first board game that came to my head. Yeah, yeah. And under time pressure, I would have said Scrabble. He's ready to run off after he's given his answers, be it through shame or what, I don't know. But like, he was ready to go back to the podium. Like, I think it's because he wanted to put some more gel in his hair. I think. Yeah. But yeah, he. But as as you said, like he kind of sort of says checkers. They give him the benefit of the doubt. So, bear in mind, so remember, you've got to get over 200 points to win. So, something in a house that gets finger marks on it, he said mirror, which got him 20. Something you put on a bed, he said blanket, which got him nine. Something you put on fish and chips, he said salt, that got him 43 in the top answer. Something a child takes to the beach, he said dinghy, as he said. I'm amazed he got nine for that. Yeah, I was expecting an eh for that. I was expecting a life lost. Uh, a board game and say, kind of sort of says che- checkers. They give him the benefit of doubt and he scores 10. No, no, no Steve. No, Steve. He goes, um, uh, that's he what went, he does. He went, check, check, check. Because he got the word check out. They just assumed. I don't know. But... No, no, because he was asking Les Dennis for a check for 12 quid. That's what it was. <laughs> Probably. So Phil comes in. So he answers for some inner house that gets finger marks on it. He said window. Uh, the top answer was yeah. door, but he scored 19 for window, which is, which is decent. But, uh, yeah, average. But they're out, they're out of the running for the car now. So you put on a bed, he said sheets. The top answer was duvet. Yeah. He was in the right line of thinking, at least. Yeah. Then he said salt and vinegar for something you put on fish and chips. They kind of buzzed. It, it threw him off, actually, a little bit, because they buzzed. Cause he said, yeah, oh. I, I don't, this bit I didn't mind. I didn't yeah. mind this. Yeah, it's fine. He said salt and vinegar. They buzzed because he said salt. 
but then because they didn't because les didn't prompt him to say to, to kind of move on to the next question he was really struggling and they just kind of went past because he got completely thrown yeah. off his rhythm because jo- jonathan had just said salt he never said salt and vinegar yeah so exactly. he's the salt and vinegar yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind they gave him vinegar i don't mind that yeah that's fine uh, and then for some child to take to the beach he says bucket and spade uh so for yeah. vinegar he got he scored 30 Booking Spades, he scores 47, which is also a top answer. That gets him over 200 points. For the board game, he said chess. Don't know how much he scored for that because it doesn't matter because got, they got over 200 points, which means they won the 5K. The top answer for the, for the board game, though, was snakes and ladders, which I yeah, think is something I would have gone for. And I would have felt bad if, I, you know, if, say, I was there and yeah, it was down to me for that last top answer and I didn't get it because that's just not where my brain would have gone. No. No, we we would have probably thought name brands almost. Yeah, like you include yeah. uh, Monopoly, Scrabble, yeah, things like that. Not just generic chess, generic checkers, generic snakes and ladders, Ludo, yeah. generic yeah, snakes and ladders. Yeah, but that that's the game. They've won the five k. Good on them, I suppose. Yeah, it, as I say, this probably wasn't the best example, but it is still one of my favourite shows. Much like we said with Blockbusters last week, like this is a show that can be rebooted again and again with very little changes because it's just a very simple concept and a test of yeah. knowledge but makes you think like other people as well. Gino absolutely would not be my first choice for a, for a host. No, not at all. But for I'm me, just... this, this board game, uh, board game, sorry, this quiz, like could be redone. But it would be for comedic purposes. It wouldn't be for the pure quiz element. Yeah. Like some of these shows like Blockbusters and things like that, you could see them being redone and remade for the quiz element. This yeah. one, I would think it'd be more, oh, let's see how stupid of answers we can get. Absolutely. 100%. And especially because the celebrity versions run for so long that they that now the public are kind of a bit wiser to it, that they realise how yeah. much they can get away with as such but how far they can push themselves to make themselves like almost like a viral hit yeah i think a lot of people now would have that in their minds yeah i want to be on this so i can get i know i keep using this term all the time but get yourself over yeah they they want they want local celebrity status yeah they Um, want to be on the front page of the saturday night express yeah they want to be on they want to be on the local they want to be in the scarborough evening news yeah, and they want yeah they want that recognition when they go into the local corner shop. Aren't you that dickhead who said stupid answer X on Family Fortunes? You know. Yeah, name a king, uh, Tiger. Yeah, they want the the YouTube recognition. And and I I do believe that a lot of programs. I'm going to go on a bit of a rant here. The only way is Essex and Maiden Chelsea and things like that. I think that has a lot to answer for when yeah. it comes to programs like this. I agree. That people see talentless. And I'll, I'll put it out there. They'll put talentless hacks on TV and they think they're the world's greatest celebrities and things like this. And now people think, well, if they can be on TV, I can be on TV. Absolutely. People see it as a shortcut. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's, like, it's, like, it's like wrestling, Steve. You've got to pay your dues. Yeah. And it's like X Factor and, yeah, and Britain's Got Talent, stuff like that. Again, they, they've got stuff to answer for as well for this kind of, mm. for this, this behaviour. Like, Way back when, yes, there were talent scouts and things like that, like that were looking for these acts, but it would take time and grinding out. And you know, for as far as like you know, X Factor goes, playing the local clubs and things like that. You look at yeah, the rise, yeah. you look at the rise of the Beatles and and bands yeah, yeah. like that that you know came up playing 
grungy, dingy little fucking clubs and and things like that, and putting the work in, and then getting the worldwide worldwide fame and recognition. Now it's a case of my mum has got cancer, and I'm here to sing for her. And yeah, they give a very rousing rendition of whatever it may be, and it's lovely and everything like that. But suddenly now they're they're the one with the album deal just because yeah. just because they poured the heart out on TV. And yeah. Yeah, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like it's, I think a lot of these people are looking looking at it as a shortcut to to some sort to some level of fame that maybe they'll get picked up for you know celebrity Big Brother because God knows that doesn't deal with celebrities anymore. Not that it ever really yeah. did. No, it's you know or, or or something like that. You know, and they're looking. Yeah, and you look at like and like I'm a celebrity and stuff like that. You look at them and they've picked like. Johnny John John, who came eighth in X Factor in 2003 or whatever, and it's like, who? Yeah. Like, who are you? Like, why should yeah. I care? It's thing is, like, X, I mean, I, I don't watch X Factor. I don't watch Strictly. No. The only X Factor I care about is the wrestling group from 2001. <laughs> but X, no, no, X Factor, I mean, let's face it, I, I don't know the ratings. I honestly don't. Mm. But I guarantee the audition phases of X Factor and programmes like that yeah. get the most ratings. They do. They do. For the the final. sheer stupidity. Well, look at, what is it, Pop Stars or something with Darius? Yeah. Who's singing, you know, Britney Spears? Yeah. That went viral. Yeah, it's still one of the most viewed clips in, it, in the yeah. show's history. Yeah, I mean, don't get me don't get me wrong, Colourblind's a hell of a song. <laughs> but, no, it, it shouldn't be, it should just, should, stuff like that should not exist. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I I agree. I've never been a fan, but as but same as you say, like those first few weeks of the audition takes and stuff, they're always the most viewed because people want to laugh at stupidity, and mm. for that reason, because Gino's not afraid. Of, and this is why I kind of think that Gino's maybe a good choice to bring it back around. Maybe that maybe Gino's possibly good choice for Family Fortune because he's not afraid to make himself look stupid. I think it's got to be more of a vehicle for himself more than yeah. the program itself, yeah, which is not be, what I like. Be the best game show hosts don't make it about themselves. I know it's going to sound people. weird. With Bruce, you've got Bruce Forsyth who goes on like Bruce's prices Right and things like that. Fair mm. enough, his name's in the title, but he doesn't make it about himself. He yeah. makes it about the guests. Yeah, I can't see that happening with uh, Family Fortunes. No, no. Like I think this would be a decent extra branch to like Holly Willoughby like, mm. I feel like it'd be a decent extra branch for her she, she's more into doing like the Silver Black stuff isn't she like uh, Surprise Surprise and Blind Date and things like that yeah maybe she, she's, I'm sure she's uh, done a remake of Surprise Surprise before mm. I'm 99.9% positive that she has well I've seen that someone who I'm not a fan of has done some he's got some sort of like variety show on at the moment um, Alan Carr and he's done some. He's done a variant of a couple of game shows, and like he like yeah, um, take your pick. I've seen him do yeah, and it's just not the same without Des. Uh, but that's another, uh, that's another story for another time. So I think maybe Gino probably is the right way to go in a weird sort of way, just because uh, I don't think he's not afraid to make himself look silly. So I think he'd be there with the audience, especially if they said something a little off colour. He's, he's he has got that charm and charisma about him to kind of look give a look almost like a Sid James look kind of down the camera Do you know what yeah, I mean? yeah yeah I mean I'll be honest I'm not up to date with um like most entertainment stars hmm. well I say stars but 
you know what I mean. I'm not up to date, so I don't don't really have like an opinion on who hosted it. Yeah, it wasn't him. Yeah. I mean, maybe Bradley Walsh. Yeah, but, he, but he's already associated with one. Would he do another? Yeah, because Bradley think... Walsh can. Bradley Walsh for me has the cheekiness to get away with it more than sure. Gina. For sure, for sure, I agree. I agree with you there. Oh gosh, I've forgotten his name now. It was Lily Savage? Paul Logrady. Yeah, is he still around? Is he still doing stuff? Uh, I'm assuming he's still around. Like I said, I'm not up to date with the uh, current scene, shall we say? Because again, if if this had been revived, you know, some years ago, like he probably would have been a decent shout. Yeah, but uh, yeah, again though, he's only been um, associated with one game show, hadn't he? Well, yeah. although you could claim that was Lee Savage for Blankety Blank. Yeah, and he had that. He had his like early evening talk show as well, didn't he? Get Alan Titchmarsh on there. He'll, <laughs> he'll present it. <laughs> oh, good God. Can only imagine. Oh, Lord. Jeremy Kyle. Oh, God, no. I he needs, a, he needs a job. He I needs a job. He in a poll anymore, will they? Uh, I don't know. You could have, like, Judge Rinder or something presenting it. Oh, Christ. Do you know what? Actually, you might be onto something. Um, you yeah. know I mean, mate? Yeah, no. As long as it's not bloody Ryan. I don't know, not like it, him. That, that's where my brain was going, because it's like, okay, he's on... He's on supermarket sweep now, and ready, steady, cut. Maybe like he's kind of almost have a monopoly or a conglomerate of like little game shows that he's associated with, kind of thing. But that kind of brings us swiftly on to next week, Simon, where we are going to go wild in the aisles. Ah, uh, now I've got my list. I'm ready. I've got my uh, bright pink jumper. <laughs> I, I am prepared. This is one of my favourite shows ever. I cannot wait to cover this. Yeah, absolutely. So next week, uh, we'll we'll give the game away. We are covering Supermarket Sweep. We do have a sp- we do have a guest lined up for that as well. Going forward, uh, because we've kind of done it in a kind of pick and mix style as far as the shows that we've covered. We we did a little bit of vanity with concentration because that's one of our personal favourites. We hit some of the big time names like Crystal Maze and Gladiators. Yeah, we were worried about kind of drying up early with the good stuff as it were and then having the more like obscure yeah only having those to delve into and and things like that so what we've decided to do was theme the months up a bit just so that we can look at the broad spectrum of things in a different under a different lens and kind of hopefully bring you the listener along with us in the in the in sometimes in a case of discovery kind of going through the themes and things that we're looking at different shows that we're, we're not too familiar with ourselves, but are kind of finding out about ahead of time and things like that. So next week, or so we're going to cover Supermarket Sweep. Then into August, to commemorate three years since his passing, we're going to do a month on Bruce Forsyth, which I think is, yeah. which I think is fair. Uh, and from then on, we have other, other themes, which we'll reveal as we go along. It's a month by month by month. We've tried our best to kind of put, themes to the months as well and things of that sort so for instance say with bruce Forsyth, he passed away at the start of august of 2017 so we thought august would be a nice way to kind of go about about doing that so look forward to that we'll announce the shows as we go along and everything like that please stay tuned to our social media uh, on facebook just search for play pods right we are on all pretty much the majority of the podcast uh, providers google podcast spotify Pocket Casts, Overcast, everything like that. And uh, leave us a comment. If your podcast provider does allow for ratings and reviews, please do. 
email us, playpodswright at gmail.com. I've been Steve. It's a goodbye from Simon. And take care of yourselves, everybody. Mm-hmm.